everyone, it's Chloe, and I'm so excited to share something fabulous with you, Vogue's first ever global fashion community, Vogue Club. Our members get to mingle with Vogue editors, yes, including me, and fellow fashion enthusiasts at exclusive events around the world. And that's just the start. Membership opens doors to the fashion industry, bringing you expert career advice and insider style and beauty tips. What are you waiting for? Head over to Vogue.com membership to join. And here's a little treat. Use code TRT20 and snag 20% off your membership. That's TRT20 for 20% off your ticket to Vogue Club. Are you in? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. This podcast is supported by Macy's. Mother's Day is May 12th, and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Shop by price, 25 and under to 100 and under category like fragrances and handbags or gift lists like for the mom who has everything or for grandma. Macy's has all the hottest gift ideas like Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs, and more. Go to macy's.com slash gift finder to shop. That's macy's.com slash gift finder today. This is The Run Through. I'm Chloe Mal. And I'm Chermanadi. Happy New Year, Choma. Happy New Year, Chloe. I mean, I have to say, I really think 2024 is going to be a good one. Has to be. Sure. <laughs> I mean, yes, let's make it a good year for ourselves. I do feel like worldwide we might not be in such a great place for 2024, no. but I think the best we can do is yeah. live our best selves. Yes, agreed. And one way we're going to start being our best selves is by listening to our two fabulous beauty yes, editors, yes. Margot and Booba and Arden Fanning Andrews, Vogue beauty editors extraordinaire who joined us to chat about everything beauty and wellness and what we should be focusing on, looking to, thinking about for the new year. So more on that later in the show. Mm-hmm. But first, Choma, I want to hear about your trip to New York. I feel like Choma yeah. came in this morning to the editorial meeting, and everyone was like, oh, celebrity sighting. It was very ex- It was a I snuck in late. It was bad. I was like— uh, By I- the way, late for people who just want to understand what a meeting at Vogue is like. The meeting was at 9 a.m., and Choma came in at 9.01, and it was like, she really was late. Half the meeting had already taken place. I felt so behind. I was like, I'm rusty. I'm not used to the American Vogue ways anymore. Um, it was. It's if you're fun. not early, you're late. If you're not early, you're late. It's like gosh. words to live by. Twenty twenty four, or on the twenty fifth floor. <laughs> I need. I need to remember that for twenty twenty four. What did you do for New Year's Eve, Gemma? I kept it really low key. It was just me and my partner and his friends and um, a couple of my friends and. But I was pretty much in bed by twelve thirty. They all went 10. out. They all went out. Oh, oh my god. Wow. Oh yeah. No. No. I didn't. How about you? I don't mess with New Year's. No, it's too much. It's no. like you're always going to be just stranded somewhere and 
No, I need to be like where I'm going to sleep. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I was home with two toddlers who went bo- to bed very late, which was 8 p.m. So <laughs> I was I watched the finale of Slow Horses, which I love that show. And that was exciting. Oh, I need a new show. And then I went to bed. And I just got back from L.A., so I was, you know, catching up. Uh, we took Arthur to Disneyland, oh my which gosh. was a little ambitious because he's only three and a half. But my mom and I both were as excited as he was to go and really had a time. I'm a, I'm a big fan. It tr- truly is maybe the most magical <laughs> place on earth. Did you watch any movie award season films over the break? Mm, good question. Because we're coming in hot. This Sunday well, with I'd, Golden Globes. I'd already seen mm-hmm. most of them. I watched a couple of fun ones. I, th- I watched Theater Camp on the Plane, which was so great. Oh, yeah, great. I want to watch that. I feel like another movie where Io shines. She's yeah. the moment. She's the girl. Who are you excited to see on the red carpet at the Globes? I'm excited to see Rosamund Pike because I loved Saltburn. And I think, yeah. I don't know, I think she's sort of like not someone that most people are watching. But yeah. she's kind of always super elegant. And Emma Stone. You don't see her so much on the red carpet. No, I think she shies away if she can. I'm curious to see whether Margot Robbie is going to keep up Barbie. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a good point. Are there enough Barbies left to get her through right, award right. season cosplay? Wow. I mean, there are endless Barbies. I know. I, mean, I guess that's true. There are endless Barbies, and I think she should keep it going. And Greta Lee, who we love, oh is going to have her big award season oh, she's debut. flawless always. Probably in Lueve. Yes. And, yeah, I'm excited for the Golden Globes. I'm excited to see— what people wear, how big people go. Also sort of curious to see how people handle the political situation. Right. What else? Yeah, Pamela Anderson as the face of the Proenza campaign, I thought oh was God. a stroke of genius. Oh, my God. We've well, seen some really good campaign moments happening lately, right, with the— with Rocky in the in Bottega. Bottega, Maggie Smith. Yes, the Maggie Pamela Smith. Pamela Anderson, Makeup Free. So that she was at the she was front row at the show, so it was not totally surprising. Mm. Um, and she showed up to the she showed up to the British Fashion Awards. Also, makeup. I mean, she's just been on a makeup free. We love of, it. Yeah, she kind of looks like a beautiful cult leader. Like yeah, she does, <laughs> always dressed in like sort white. of like a Norse goddess. Yeah, you almost like want her to be barefoot. Like I just wanted to kick off her shoes, <laughs> her Proenza shoes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And then we start the men's shows. Yes. What yes. are we excited about for that? Definitely excited for Pharrell. Mm-hmm. This will be his second show. I think it's obviously going to be the big highlight of the week. Do you know where it is? Don't somewhere know. fabulous again? I'm sure it'll be somewhere fabulous across a bridge. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe it'll be on top of the Eiffel Tower. Like, how, how can he up last time? I know, it's true. Maybe he'll make it really small. Maybe he'll, like, switch it up completely. But he has to do something amazing. And then Sabado de Cerno will be showing his first men's collection on the 12th. Mm-hmm. And that'll be interesting. And Balmain is doing—Olivier Rostang is doing his first solo men's show— Lots of good things to look forward to, like lots of newsy things to look yeah. forward to, you know. What about couture? So one of my favorite designers, Simone Rochard, is going to be the guest designer at Jean-Paul Gaultier. So I'm excited for that, you know, that will be her first kind of It'll be so fun to see couture. what she does with that. Yeah, yeah, can you imagine like her work so... Couture pearls. Couture pearls. I mean, I'm really excited. I feel like those... Though that kind of rotating cast of, you know, we've seen Shatozi Abe, who does Sakai do it. We've seen Glenn Martins, who does Y Projects, do it. So, and we've seen, I mean, it's just been really fun to see people reinvent that. 
I think it's going to be a fun show. And, and Scaparelli. Yeah. Scaparelli's always like... Brings out the drama. Brings out the drama. It's top of the week. What's going to be the lion's head of this season? Hmm. I don't know. Last It was press on nails last time, wasn't it? That was a, Less dramatic than the yeah, lion's head. Yeah, less dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder what the lion's head's going to be. I mean, I'm just wondering, like, who's going to be the doja cat of Couture Week? Because, like, she really made people talk about Couture Fashion yeah. Week. Because I think, uh, you know, I don't think people outside of fashion industry kind of understand the rules of it and how it works and yeah. it's much fewer shows like schedule um more intimate shows and i felt like she brought a kind of a vava room to it yeah you know and i think you know kylie jenner also had a moment over the years wearing the, tour, the lion head wearing the lion head yeah so like who's going to be the person who steals yeah. it um maybe usher will have time to drop by he loves fashion before oh, he takes the stage Usher's at, um, big moment yes before he does the super bowl Nicole Phelps had a great piece that went up this week yes. about things to look forward to in 2024 yeah. on the fashion schedule. Yes. And I've learned from that that Marc Jacobs is preempting Fashion Week, going yep. off calendar yet again. Yep. And he'll be showing on February 2nd yeah. this I, time. I'm why excited. Why does he do that? I think, you know, he is someone who just likes to just be a disruptor and shake things up. And it also means that... It has its own moment in a way. I think maybe taking a breath, you know, and having having your community calm on a day where they're not rushing to another show. That it just makes makes it more special, more of a special moment. And I think he's, I think he always is someone who wants to reinvent the idea of a show, the idea of fashion and presenting fashion. And yeah, it makes sense to me that he would do something that was like different from everybody else. So Choma. What what are your resolutions? Well, I'm focused on getting my gut health in order. Ah. <laughs> the most sexy unsexy un, the most unsexy resolution ever. So apparently bone broth is is really good for your gut lining and mm-hmm. um I've been I've been kind of avoiding certain foods that I've did this thing called an IgE test. What is that? Like an allergy test? Sort of, but it's food intolerances and okay. it kind of you it, it lets you know which foods are inflaming you, and apparently a lot of foods are inflaming me. So okay. I'm I'm all about gut feelings. <laughs> I'm all about gut feelings. Gut check. Gut check. How about you? Gut check 2024. Yes. My gut check for 2024 is to – I'm going to try and complain less. Okay. I feel like I complain about my children a lot. I don't think uh, you do. You do it in a funny way. It's funny. Um, don't, don't, don't lose all the jokes. <laughs> It's good material. <laughs> I'm trying to maybe be like a little more professional. Okay. I oh feel like God, I'm, I'm like. I'm going to lose in this game. We're <laughs> all <laughs> professional. I don't know. I feel like I'm unprecious at work. I'm very loose and up in the mix. And maybe I need to just be a little more. Uh, you have to be yourself. It's true. Yeah. I don't know. I'm wearing a bright red sweater today. Oh, I've been getting look, a lot of feedback. So So good, maybe I'm going to wear color more. Oh, I love this for you. <laughs> this shade of red, it's it's a perfect shade of red. And as someone Thank who loves much. color, um, I'm I know. Of, Choma yeah, is more, a constant color inspiration yes. for me. Well, today I'm kind of not wearing too much, but You're I have to have your a, tobacco, tobacco colored, colored Phoebe Philo pants <laughs> in the flesh. In the flesh. <laughs> gotta get my cosper wear. Gotta get my cosper wear. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be wearing these till 2035. <laughs> <laughs> the run through will be back in just a moment. 
We've all been there before. You're planning a dinner party or having family over or even just cooking for yourself when all of a sudden it starts to feel overwhelming. Uh, I live in a very small one bedroom apartment with a very small kitchen. I can't figure out what to serve besides water soup at this point. I'm Chris Morocco, food director of Bon Appetit and Epicurious, and this is Dinner SOS, a new podcast from Bon Appetit. Maybe it's a last minute party with no menu inspiration, a kitchen with no space, a toddler who will only eat buttered pasta. Name your dinner emergency, we're here to help. Here's how the show works. On each episode, we'll take a call from a home cook facing a real dinner emergency. Then I'll work with one of our editors or someone from our amazing test kitchen to try and solve it. Because cooking for the people you love should inspire joy without a side of stress. Make sure you're following Dinner SOS wherever you're listening now. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? Maybe a chef-grade range made you want to hone your cooking skills or a high-tech tennis racket made you want to work on your backhand. I recently bought a new pair of running shoes and that made me love hitting the pavement again. Well, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. And we're back. And on this first episode of the year, we wanted to find out, intrepid journalists that we are, (laughs) what beauty and wellness routines should we be adding to our resolutions for 2024? And who better to ask than our beloved beauty editors at Vogue, Arden and Margot? Also, we wanted to hear a little bit about the beauty trends of the year. Will you ladies introduce yourselves? I'm Arden Fanning Andrews, Vogue's beauty editor at large. Hey, y'all. I'm Margot Ambuva. I'm the senior beauty editor at Vogue. The one thing I hate about January is I'm supposed to have this total, like, wellness and beauty reset. And let's face it, like, I can only do one change that I need to stick to. If there's one thing that you both had to identify that you were like, do this or don't do this or try this, a beauty thing, a wellness thing, maybe one of each, what would you do? I feel like for my 2024 attitude, I'm just going to try to wake up a little bit earlier and do what is called a brain drain. And it's like putting all of Mm. your thoughts on a page and not really censoring yourself and then seeing how that allows you to like relieve your anxiety for the rest of the day. Just kind of getting it out. So like artist way pages. That's exactly what it's inspired by. Mm -hmm. I just I sometimes listen to audiobooks in the tub. Uh, you take baths in the morning? <laughs> I take night baths. Okay. That's also the thing that's changed my skin is night baths. Oh, really? Why? Um, well, you know when people are like, oh, double cleansing, triple cleansing, it's like, or you just take I a shower at night. I don't know that people are doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah. What does that mean? It's you like, just wash your face multiple times? Wash your face multiple times in Why? a lot of different ways. So basically, if you are wearing sunscreen every day, which you should be, then you need to be double cleansing at the end of the day. It doesn't need to happen in the morning, but you should be using two different types of cleansers. What? Yes. So the first cleanser, Milts, 
away sort of the top layer of everything that's going on. So, like, you've got your sunblock, you've got your makeup, everything that's really sitting on the surface level. And then the second cleanser is meant to go deeper into the pores and really do the second, like, wipeout of being, like, the grime and everything. And also it means that in the morning, your skin is just clean, and you don't actually have to wash your face in the morning if you don't want to. I just rinse it with water. That's the misting it with water and then starting your day. So if you're washing your face really strictly in the morning, you're actually kind of, like, doing more damage than good sometimes. At least that's what Natasha Banjou, Mm -hmm. a French pharmacist who we know that I love, has recommended, and Kiana wrote a great story about it for us as well that did really well. That's Kiana Murden, Vogue.com's beauty commerce writer. Yes. Uh, My one thing that I feel like that really has made a difference for me is making that shower cold for the last, like, three minutes of my shower. Three minutes? That's how long I— can only do 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. But what if you dance around and, like, put a fun song on? That's what I do is I set a timer and I put, like, a power song on. I mean, when I used to run—this is so embarrassing. I would always, like, when I was feeling down, I'd put Pretty Girl Rock on. Oh, (laughs) God, I'm really— embarrassing um but like put a good song on whatever like taylor swift or whatever like moment you song you're loving of the moment and just sort of dance around i like to make sure the cold water like hits all the the spots of me i don't have a cold plunge more power to gwyneth but like i don't have a pool in my backyard so i do three minutes in the shower i want all the cold water to touch all parts of me my face my neck my toes whatever so i'm dancing around in the shower making sure it's like totally touching me and i feel like it's really helped with my anxiety it really wakes me up it makes me feel good i actually have a wellness habit that i have to thank margot for and i took it with me to london So I used to be big into brushing, uh, skin brushing. I switched from brushing to the, to the um, lymphatic drainage. uh, I don't know what you call it, like a body tool. Can you tell us more about the science behind and why this is good? Because I, I feel the same, Margot. Please, please tell me something good is going on on the inside for me. Yes. So to give you guys some background, my first beauty job was at Goop. Mm -hmm. So I've been dry brushing for a really long time. I Mm. have always loved it. And basically dry brushing does things both on the surface of your skin, which it's exfoliating your body and your skin, but also helping with your lymphatic system, which is this system in your body that sort of like moves fluids around. And it can become still in your body for a bunch of different reasons. Maybe you're not moving your body enough or maybe just like the circulation isn't working. And you can really like physically feel it, but also you can see it. It's a lot of like the face massages that people are getting really into on social media and TikTok, a lot of that is moving your lymph around. And so there are tools like a body brush and like this De La Heart, the body tool, which is what I gave Choma. It have looks to try like a this. sort of like a, a weird kitchen tool, <laughs> like yes. pasta, <laughs> like, I don't know. There's like something that's like— it's like a paddle of some sort. It looks like maybe if you were making some weird, like, Swedish pancake. So the cool thing about it is that it has all these unusual, like, curves in the tool. So you can really use it to get into, like, behind the knee. And behind the knee feels really good. And, like, the little crux part of your ankle. And you don't realize that massaging those areas actually feels really nice. And those are areas that maybe just get kind of like, they don't get a lot of love, but also like they're fighting gravity at the end of the day. So you're always pulling towards your heart is like the rule of thumb. All right. What else 
do we think we're going to be hearing a lot about in 2024? I am actually getting a glucose meter put in my arm next week. It's going to be really interesting. It's a self-installed glucose meter, which kind of freaks me out. I will be self-installing it in the Vogue office. What? Because what does that mean? I put it on myself. But are um, you, like, doing surgery? Is it under the skin? I it, understand. It is. In, uh, there is a needle involved. I think, though, that people are really engaged in this moment right now, especially post-COVID, with being like, I need to understand my body more. I need to understand why do I feel this way after I eat certain foods, or why do I have a sort of reaction to things. Margot is, like, a great advocate for go get checked. My mom died of colon cancer, and I'm really proactive mm -hmm. about getting colonoscopies now and really understanding my body because of it. I noticed, Margot, recently that people have been talking, and I heard you talking to someone about this, chewing. Oh, yeah. How one chews is important. And I feel like what? this has come up in the fact, like, I've heard of this before, like, when people go to really strict spas, it's like, chew 40 times, yada, yada. But is this like a renewed discussion or we're just back on focusing on chewing? I feel like it's really having a moment right now with all of these sort of conversations about, like, digestion and nutrition. I had a friend who went to Lancerhoff. I have not been, but it is a very glamorous spa. There's a couple of them across the world now at this point. And at the one that she was at, they do this totally custom food program for you. They told her to sit and chew every single bite 40 times. Every single little bite 40 times. And so after that, I just sort of started taking note of how much I was chewing things just out of curiosity. It wasn't okay. even—I wasn't even like, this is a story or this is a conversation I should be having. And I realized I'm basically a snake. I was, like, swallowing <laughs> pasta whole. I wouldn't— Me too. Eat, I'm the worst. Yeah, I'd eat a kebab in, like, three bites, essentially. I was like, oh. Like the bow constrictor in The Little Prince <laughs> yeah. that swallows the elephant. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on in your mouth that I feel like people don't really realize. Chewing is both breaking up the food, like literally with your teeth, but also your saliva has amylase in it, which is an enzyme that is chemically breaking down the food. So it's doing a little bit of work for your digestive system to start, but it also helps with just your presence. I feel like a lot of the time when I'm eating, I'm multitasking. Scrolling on my phone, I'm watching TV or a movie, I'm just doing other things. I'm like running around my apartment, getting dressed, petting my cat, yeah. doing whatever. <laughs> and like it really brought me, once I started focusing on chewing, it brought me into the moment of being like, oh, this like tastes really good. This is really nice. And it made me appreciate the food. Even if I had made it, I think I wasn't maybe appreciating the food that I was eating. I have to say, if you like to eat food hot, then 40 bites. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, yeah, that is true. <laughs> 10 chews no, is you. maybe something. So now I'm trying to do 15 chews. That was where I sort of like— That's the compromise? —decided my compromise was. Okay. Uh, it's less pleasant when you have like a salad. Oh, Chewing. this sounds terrible. <laughs> Choma, I feel like everyone in the UK and here, but more there, is talking about glitter— because yes, the end of glitter, right? Because okay, but is it yeah. the end of glitter or just the end of glitter as we know it? It's as we know it, and so so much of glitter is made of mylar. It's plastics. It's things that it's microplastics, and also people tried out biodegradable glitter. Some of those were successful. Some of them weren't. Now people are going to probably be trying things like edible glitter in beauty products. 
whenever this news was announced, it was close to our forces of fashion, and Pat McGrath happened to be in town. We happened to be at the pre-dinner at a table with Virginia Smith and Matthew Bonze and Nicole Phelps. Oh, fancy. And it was a fancy, I think you were sitting close to me, Trump, maybe behind. You were just <laughs> yeah, right, you were, right, you were, right, you were at a fancy table, Trump. <laughs> but at one point we're talking about this and how they just announced it. And Pat McGrath pulled out her phone laughing, showing a screenshot of the glitter ban announcement and a comment from one of her followers that just said, by Pat McGrath. Because <laughs> oh, my God. Hilarious. And she was sort of explaining. That like, is hysterical. She was saying that they have basically five years to figure it out. And so this isn't happening overnight. But it does mean that in the next half of a decade, people are going to figure out ways to keep including sparkle because, I mean, there's a reason that we are attracted to glitter. It's actually more of a evolutionary response to seeking out water, water sparkles. And so we're attracted to things that are shiny for that reason. And so we'll always love the look of something that's a little shimmery. And now people will probably be figuring out how to use more ethically mined mica, things that can actually dissolve and not last for 1,000, 1 billion, like who knows how long the glitter that we've already made will last. Yikes. As okay. two girls with glitter on their face right now, right now. I think we are both prepared. <laughs> yeah, you, I, I think of you as glitter girls. Yeah. yeah. We're both prepared to help if yeah. things get desperate in the search. Now, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we will talk all about the big beauty trends of 2024. I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. Do you ever see a new face or name on your news feeds and say, who the heck is that? Our podcast, Who Weekly, is everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Think of us as your cheat code to People Magazine, your glossary for Hollywood, a shortcut to understanding pop culture at large. For the past eight years, Who Weekly has been telling listeners everything they need to know about the celebrities they don't. The New Yorker says we spelunk deep into the demimonde with convivial delight. That's a direct quote. Mostly, we're going to explain to you Irish star Barry Keoghan's sudden rise to fame and relationship with a not-so-under-the-radar pop princess named Sabrina. The fake wedding Real Housewives star Cynthia Bailey had to promote a limo rental company. And why all the Gen Zers you know are talking about a guy named Benson Boone. Each episode goes deep into the biggest celebrity stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we answer the most burning celebrity queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. What are going to be the big hair trends for 2024? Like... Is that not a thing anymore? Do people just it's, do whatever the yeah, hell they it's want? A thing. It's a thing. We, well, I mean, we were literally just talking just about talking this because we were like 2023, year of the redhead. Year of the redhead and year oh, of the French girl bob. We both have a French girl bob. I think we're going to see a lot of people going blonde. We're already blonde seeing a little bit of this. Rihanna, yeah. blonde. Beyonce. Beyonce, blonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Selena blonder. Gomez, blonde. Sophie Turner, blonde. I think that, and I mean, usually we see people in the wintertime going team brunette. So it's a little surprising, but it's exciting. I feel like all of these people are doing these gorgeous sort of custom-y blondes. Everyone with the red was going sort of the exact same color red. We were calling it cowboy copper for a while like every cowboy copper and then like cherry cola red it was like yeah. a lot of food oh cherry cola red's kind of good yeah 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 it's kind of a maroony but okay. for next year 
ribbons and bows are just— Ribbons and bows. I mean— Margot's currently wearing a Chanel sheer tulle ribbon in her hair as we speak. Yes. Chic. What cleansers are you guys using on your face? For the double cleanser discussion. I really like Shuamura's cleansing oil. And then okay. I follow that with Pharrell's um, rice powder, I think, is oh, the actual yeah. material that's in it. But he has a nice exfoliant that's very finely milled and doesn't scratch your face for human race is his line. I love the Orveda enzyme oil, I believe is the name. It is gorgeous, and it is great for anyone that loves to really get in there and do, like, a face massage. Another one that I really like is the Tatcha cleansing oil. Mm. Yeah, that's a great one. I kind of switch off between the two of those. If I really, like, went hard on the makeup that day, I usually will do the Tatcha one. Okay. And then when it comes to more of a traditional cleanser, um, I like the Dior on-off mousse. And then also, I like a Neutrogena salicylic acid, the orange one. Like, if I am feeling a little acneic— which I get, I break out still for all you 30s girlies that are still having acne. I'm right there with you, uh, especially like in my chin area, sort of on my cheeks. I either will like spot treat cleanse with that or just go all over if I'm really having a tough day. That really has its own cult following too. Totally. But so I mean, so do so many Neutrogena products. Well, we want to play a game with you guys before we release you. It's called Yay or Nay, which beauty things would you say yay to, as in let's keep doing this, or nay to, as in leave it in 2023. Guashas. Yay. Yay, but know how to do it correctly. Like, watch some TCM mm. videos. And what are- is TCM? Turner Classic Movies? <laughs> Traditional chi- <laughs> Chinese medicine <laughs> practitioners. Okay. Under eye creams. Yay. And also, no. I want to know why they're so expensive. <laughs> so I think I, I, I'll i I'll ask people all the time, like, but why? What's so different? And I don't know if I've really gotten a straight enough answer. But Is people, this the new pink tax, we think? Well, is it a pink tax? People really love <laughs> yes. the U Beauty eye cream enough to put it on their f- whole face. And so maybe there are certain eye creams mm. that are, are worth the, you know, the ducats. But I would like proof of what is so different from an eye cream and a regular face cream. I'm only saying yay because I met my future husband over an eye cream. Oh, tell us more. (laughs) So one of my best friends lives in Austin, Texas, since middle school, and she had asked for an eye cream recommendation. I recommended the Ole Henriksen Banana Bright eye cream, which is sort of just a classic good eye cream. I do not use eye cream, by the way. I have used it, but I just sort of, like, don't feel passionately about it either way. But I do think that's a good one. And um, I guess that in her company Slack, a man named Ramiro had um, said, like, help, my Kiehl's Facial Fuel, which is a classic, like, bro eye cream, is uh, sold out. Does anybody have a recommendation? And so she replied, one of my best friends is a beauty editor. This is the eye cream she recommended. He started using it. And then when I was visiting her in Austin, like a year and a half later, uh, she introduced us being like, you use an eye cream that she recommended, and we hit it off, and now we're getting married. I mean. Oh, my God. What a what beauty meet cute. Yeah. A true beauty editor. It's, like, so cliche sounding. I, because I, mean, I would I'm say being a beauty editor is not the way to meet a man. I know. <laughs> my dad was so worried always. He'd be like, you're never meeting men in your field. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Body hair grooming. Yeah. All uh, all of it's good. And Shaving, also, waxing, laser. Those right. Are, 
I'm pro doing whatever you want. Have it all, have nothing. Okay, Tona? I'd consider toner to just be a face mist. I know they're not the, always the same thing, but my version of toner is spraying something with a mist on my face before I start moisturizing. So, so that's a yes. But I'm not doing an exfoliating toner that's like, you know, stripping my skin away. I just started trying P50 for the first time. Oh. So what is that? That it's is sort of the, like, iconic. The ultimate stripper. Yes, huh? the ultimate exfoliating. <laughs> it's, the ultimate stripper. it's on the other end of the scale. Yeah. The, yeah, the exact opposite of what Arden's talking about. And it sort of has always been, like, in the know. It notoriously is pretty stinky. And I have to say, correct, it does not smell great. But I'm liking it so far. Well, I think that's all for you ladies today. We are so thrilled to hear about what 2024 beauty holds in store for us. It's so fun to I talk I could talk to about this together. all day. Me yeah, too. Thomas so engaged. <laughs> I love it. That's it for this episode. See you next week. The Run for Revoke is a production of Condé Nast Entertainment. The show is produced by Susie Lechtenberg, Chelsea Daniel, and Alex John Burns engineered by Jake Loomis and Gabe Kiroga and mixed by Mike Kutchman. See you soon. Bye. Hi, we're Carlene and Jill, hosts of Breaking Beauty Podcast, the show all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. On our show, you're going to find hella inspiring guests like Emily Weiss of Glossier, and you'll get beauty tips galore from the top pros in the industry, like Kim Kardashian's makeup guru, and you'll hear skincare secrets from the likes of Dr. Pimple Popper. Plus, you'll get shopping help with our Damn Goods episodes, where we review the latest products hitting store shelves to let you know what's actually worth your money. Listen every Wednesday to Breaking Beauty Podcast. from PRX.